Support for the show comes from Atlassian. With a new story about AI coming out seemingly every day, it can be hard to know what it all means for you and your job. Atlassian thinks there's a lot to be excited about in the AI-powered future. Even right now, Atlassian's AI-powered software can help you boost productivity by eliminating menial tasks, generating insights, and helping you find information about projects, policies, and processes. No matter if you're a team of two or two million, or if you're around the corner or on another continent, Atlassian software keeps everyone connected and moving together as one towards shared goals. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Support for Pivot comes from Pendo. Pendo improves the apps your customers and employees rely on. Whether you're building applications for customers or managing applications for employees, Pendo can help deliver better experiences for your users so they can get more value from your software. Visit pendo.io slash pivot to learn more about how your team can use Pendo to start building better digital experiences. There you can also check out Pendo's lineup of free certification courses, 12 hours of in-depth training for your product management teams on topics from AI to product analytics to product-led growth. That's pendo.io slash pivot to learn more. Hi, everyone. This is Pivot from New York Magazine and the Vox Media Podcast Network. I'm Kara Swisher. And I'm Scott Galloway. How you doing, Scott? I'm doing well. I'm happy to be in New York. Crazy busy week. Yeah. I just came from Dreamforce, where there are new partners. Mark Benioff uh, came over to me. Disclosure. And just gave me shit uh, yeah. in front of this entire Dreamforce uh, team. Yeah. Um, so as usual, I'm representing. I'm bringing yes. home the bacon while you yeah. go have get foot robes with AOC or whatever it is you do. I, um, what I do is I have many a children. I was in New York. I only have a short amount of time, so I couldn't come children. up for that. I would have been happy. To, I will do the next advertising thing, uh, partnership thing. But uh, there are new partners. We're going to do video, Scott. What do you think about that? We're going to do video. Yeah. Now, I, I love podcasting, except for the people we have to work with, our advertisers and our listeners. Otherwise, I'm totally <laughs> down with what we do. <laughs> I think it'll totally be nice. Down. People like our little videos. They like them. We'll have to dress up more. I, I don't think. know. I'm, I'm not going to speak for you. Face, face. Or, I'm not exaggerating. People meet me and they're like, oh my God, you're Scott Gow. And they look at me and they're like, oh. Like they oh. just assumed I was going to be much better looking or much more charming or something. Really? So, so I don't know if we sound, work on video. You sound handsome, in other words, is what you're saying. Hello. 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 Yeah, Hello, you actually ladies. do sound handsome. Well, no, you're pretty handsome. Um, you are. I, that is something you are not supposed to agree with. <laughs> Let me just go, stop you right there. You're, you're not a supposed man. to confirm that. You know what? In your go apartment, on. there were pictures of your go dad. On. He was a handsome man. Your dad. Those. I think that's your dad, right? Yeah. Tom Galloway is a handsome man. Handsome, handsome man. man. Got him to a lot of trouble. Yeah. Good looks and low character. Okay. <laughs> means right. you don't have and a pot to piss in with five alimony checks and child support. You sound very comely. That's what you sound. Go I, someone told me I on. sounded tall. They met me and they're like, what? You sound tall? Did you see that picture hmm. of me at that lunch in New York? There's a picture of me with, I look like a hobbit. Like I'm at least a foot under, every, like Joanna Coles in her silver fancy jacket. Like design. I yeah, look like, tall. like someone who wandered in, a little tiny thing that wandered in off the street. It's crazy. I'm telling you, the Hobbit. reason they asked me to do this thing with Benioff today is not you. Is when you stand next to Benioff, it looks like he's about to eat you. <laughs> it looks like he's going to get angry and go all Tiger King gone wrong on you. <laughs> he's it's a like a, It's like a dancing bear and a four-year-old. Like, yes. <laughs> like coming to see the dancing bear. <laughs> he's a big man. And then, 
And Salesforce today announces they are no longer in discussions with yes, Vox. Yes, with Vox. No, it's already yeah, done. We can say anything we want. Yeah. He has a sense of humor, unlike many CEOs. That's why I enjoy he's him. He's a great guy. I'm, I'm generally like Mark. He's a funny he's a guy. guy. Anyway, today, just so you know, we're going to away from this this falder all about our different ad deals and partnerships. Mm-hmm. Today, we're going to unpack Apple's secret deal with China, an interesting lawsuit involving Google and Facebook. Plus, we'll take a listener question about uh, the layoffs at Better. That was not done well. Um, anyway, uh, first of all, BuzzFeed's NASDAQ launch is off to a rocky start. I thought you might have some thoughts on this. After its debut on Monday, BuzzFeed shares briefly surged, then quickly fell from the opening price of ten ninety nine. Investors withdrew about 94% of the money raised by BuzzFeed's SPAC, which is a lot at the time that they said they wanted the money for doing things. At the time, the recording shares were trading below $8. What, what, what do you think of this? Well, so the good news is they did get public. That's mm-hmm. a victory. They have a they have a liquid currency to try and go roll up the space, which is Latin for we have no vision for organic growth. So we're going to go buy <laughs> companies. Um, but there is probably room for consolidation. There probably are a bunch of smaller subscale media companies. It, uh, someone told me it's actually the first pure play digital media company to actually go public. Which, oh, interesting. Which I thought was interesting. But but to be blonde, Kara, um, yeah. this was sort of like a – a mild disaster because, uh, first off, if you look at SPACs, SPACs raise the money based on the notion yeah. that this team is going to go find, be bankers and find a good company that should be public. Yeah. And they'll find something they get a good valuation on and there'll be a private to public pop. But as the, spa- the SPAC market is cooled, um, it's gone from uh, when they announced the deal or right before the deal, the investors in the original SPAC can redeem and get their money back. Yeah. And that's a signal not only of the market, but what they feel about the prospects of the mm-hmm. target and the new deal. And a lot of people are saying the market sucks. You have a gun to your head and have to give us the money back or find a deal. So you're finding shitty deals. And the percentage of the average redemption or people who want their money out don't want to go along for the ride with this this new acquisition or this new yeah. co has gone from 25% to almost 60%, meaning that the majority of people who are in SPACs are deciding not to go through with these deals in terms of their own dollars. This one was 96, meaning that nobody who bought into the SPAC wants to stick around to see what happens. It's down to- Wants to be a BuzzFeed shareholder. And then what they had to do, which is even more damning, but people aren't talking about it, is in order to complete the deal, they had to raise- they usually do a pipe and equity financing, public private investment and public equity. Terry Quadro calls me and corrects me on that. And then, um, but what they had to do was a convertible convertible debt offering. And a convertible debt offering means that if the thing goes bankrupt, they own the assets. Mm-hmm. And that's a negative forward-looking indicator that the only money they could raise to get the deal done was in the form of debt. And the stock's already off 20 or 30%. So yeah. here's it's, what it so means. Just let me dog. give you some figures. I'm just looking <laughs> Sorry, at the stock. Uh, it is, it is, market cap is 240 Point six million dollars. It, its revenues were almost double that. Like that's what's crazy. Um, it was up as high as fourteen dollars. Now it's at six fifty six. That low is six forty three. Um, its workers are slamming the company as it went public. Uh, it's it's a tough. It's a you know watching from the seats at Vox. It really does be like oh maybe not so much. Um, yeah, the I'm not sure. I think the, I think that market cap maybe uh, that valuation may be incorrect. But the bottom line is it doesn't. It doesn't. Um, uh, it doesn't bode well. The difference yeah. is, and I'm talking our own book because we're it originally large. valued it at more. But this is what the what the what. What's yeah, that? I had I had that it was at 1.5 billion on the IPO. Yeah, it was. It was like after spec merger now. that valued the firm, but it may be worth a lot less now. But go ahead. Sorry, I'll look. I'll, but we'll the, that. we're. I mean, the bottom line is they're Android. We're iOS of digital media, and mm-hmm. we're totally conflicted because you and I are both shareholders. But mm-hmm. we have. 
less revenue, but more growth, and we make money. We're higher mar- they're, they're top 10 lists. Vox is Kara Swisher getting ZipRecruiter to pay a lot of money because I think you live powerful people listen mm-hmm. to you. Mm-hmm. It's one is, you know, one is literally Android, massive, uh, and one and the other is iOS. Where are the iOS? So mm. if Vox does a SPAC or tries to go public, it'll be very interesting to see if we get grouped into the same yeah, we will uh, get corner the bus because we'll totally get. You grouped. think we will? Yeah. What's interesting is a lot of these companies, whatever they're worth, used to be worth like five billion. Whatever there were those numbers that they were going to bought by Disney. For oh, the bloom billion. is off. The bloom is Stuff. off the rose. I do here. still, at the same time, I do admire what Jonah Peretti and Jim Bankoff have done. Like you know, I mean, it is you know, it's been a rough road, but some of the products they make are really terrific. But nonetheless. Nonetheless, yeah. Wall so Street. it's uh, the spec. But look what's happening. I mean, look what's happening in the spec market. Remember, yep. remember Virgin Galactic. Yeah. I mean, I when we said are. that 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 was going to be a poster child for specs, that's been cut in half since we said that a few months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's and you're dealing with a couple hundred comp- uh, special purpose acquisition courts that haven't despec that have a gun to their head that are going to start mm-hmm. coming up on. Um, you know, targets where they either have to give the money back or do an acquisition. So it, it's a very interesting dynamic yes, right now. Yes, there's a but lot I, of spec. I ran into so many women with specs at this lunch, and I was like, oh, mm-hmm. this isn't good. This is not good. What's going women on? Women with specs. Specs. And, you know, speaking of specs, mm. let's move on to Devin Nunes is leaving Congress to become CEO of Trump's media company. That just which, makes a lot of sense. Yeah, he'll that ditch just... the House at the end of the month. He was going to be like the head of the House Ways and Means Committee, I think, if, if the Republicans take back the House, cutting his term short short by about a year. Nunez has a combative relationship with big tech. He's previously sued Twitter. He sued a, sued a cow, I believe, or Twitter cow. Uh, he didn't win, I don't believe. Uh, Trump's SPAC deal has already drawn the attention of the SEC. They're investigating. Uh, what thinks you of this? This is weird. He doesn't have any tech experience whatsoever or media experience. So that's that always works. I think it's, you know, kind of like borderline uh, ridiculous. And mm-hmm. if you if you're looking at the stock right now in the options market and you want to buy calls, in other words, mm-hmm. you think it's going to go up uh, mm-hmm. at about the strike price that are just like nine days out, you got to pay uh, $5.50. Whereas mm-hmm. if you want to buy, if you want to buy puts, um, you, you got to pay a lot, a lot more, meaning that essentially everybody thinks this stock is going to go down. Mm. Um, and so it's and now it's just like I'm a fan of corporate governance. I don't think we should have part-time CEOs, and I don't think we should have CEOs whose fathers own dairy farms. And then his kind of professional experience is he's to his credit was one of the youngest members of I think the board of the College of the Sequoias, and then he won a congressional yeah. seat as a very young man. He has no business running a mm-hmm. business, much less a tech company. This is uh, and this company I think has about a I think it has about a billion and a half. Let me like dewack. They it has a market cap of $2.3 billion mm-hmm. based on Trump as the anchor and now a CEO. Uh, I, this we is, don't know who's in this pipe. It supposedly have a, has a billion dollars. This is a private investment in public equity. It was not publicly yeah. disclosed. They don't have a product. Um, this feels very Trumpy to me. This seems me. And True Social missed its November it's, deadline. It's, just, it's, it's December. Vodka. Maybe they'll Maybe they'll launch on January 6th. That's, that would be a, a good day to launch for them. You, a little inside the Beltway humor. <laughs> A little inside the Bellway. That's outside you know, the Bellway, uh, but it's under investigation uh, for uh, for possible. And it probably won't go anywhere. Who, who they who they told about what and what they discussed. I don't even understand it. That joke makes you sound taller. 
That joke makes you sound like 5'10". Does I'm, I, I do. I'm tall. I'm tall. By the way, G- Gary Gensler is targeting these pipe offerings. So, um, you know, mm-hmm. and rules are rules are a common. Um, and uh, anyway, this is this is a disaster. This there won't be a product. I mean, I hate to say it, but Parler looks fantastic in comparison um, in terms of technology and the ability to get a product out the door. Look, there's a cycle to all of the, this innovation. Yeah. Spacs are an innovation, and we typically whether it's junk bonds, whether it's the internet, or whether it's Spacs. There's excitement, there's mania, there's a huge fallout, but there will be some SPACs that endure. And I do think special purpose acquisition cores as a financing vehicle will survive. It's just it's going to be a lot more discerning in the marketplace. I mean, when 96% of the people who gave you money based on the idea and then you find a target and it's like, no, we don't, we don't, we're on, we want off this train. Yeah. It means the SPAC market is reaching way too yep. far into the barrel, yep. so to speak. You know what Nunez should do? He should just buy one of those shitty cable competitors and f- compete with Fox. That's, w- that's where they should stick with because that's not quite as hard to do as create a social network where you got to make you know, make fetch happen, which I don't think this guy has the ability to make anything yeah, happen. Yeah, technology, so, which can break down, as I right, can yeah. personally speaking attest which, to. Speaking of which, internet services have recovered from the massive AWS outage. That was problematic. I Everybody felt that. Problems caused disruptions. Alexa, Ring, Disney+, Plus, I, Dropbox I had a problem with. Um, what happened with you, Scott? Give us your tale of woe. So distinct to the fact that the VCs and their flying monkeys claim that everything I predict, the opposite happens. Yes, they do. I, every year, I do a public predictions mm-hmm. webinar. Yeah. And uh, 17,000 people registered. 8,000 people showed up. And mm-hmm. then come 5 o'clock, you know, I'm already, I'm stretching. I'm yep. psyching myself up. You stretching. know, Looking in the mirror and go, I like you. I deserve to, <laughs> I deserve to have a good webinar. Uh, or whatever we call this live stream. And yeah. then my tech guy, he wasn't handling the tech. It was someone else said, we're having a problem. They can't figure out how to go live. I'm like, what do you mean I'm having what? a problem? And you started yelling, so, you know, right? You started throwing oh, I am green the worst M&Ms in a crisis. Yeah, I'm like, I'm, who can I'm I yell assuming. at and just make I'm everything assuming. harder? <laughs> Why then, did I think that was so? But go ahead. And then I'm like, that's it. And I fucking pop up. I shoot. I, I literally like down or bullet a, a uh, Pacifico, because I'm like, yeah. that's it. I don't even pretend not to have an alcohol problem. I'm stressed. I'm angry. I'm going to start drinking. Uh-huh. And then freaking 620, this is bad news. At mm-hmm. 625, I called it. I just put out a tweet saying, I'm really sorry. I don't know what happened here. I take responsibility. Mm-hmm. We'll reschedule. And get this, because of the dog, what? 4,500 people at 530 were still on. And what was supposedly hilarious what? was all the mockery and memes that went back and forth in the uh-huh. chat function, which was still working, fortunately. Yeah. So people could could mock me and my technology. But yeah, anyways, AWS. Oh, it's not your really fault. What's really weird is- It was not just Scott's a few, fault. Just a few minutes later, when mm-hmm. we were using some new platform called Hopin or something. Hopin, it's just not a f- new. It's a, very, it's a very big service. Anyway, go ahead. You just because you're six feet doesn't give you the right to yeah, like push right. back on me. It's, it's Anyways, one of the more promising so media. I did platforms. get immediately. I don't yeah. know if it's a coincidence or not. I immediately got a little hand, handwritten note, mm-hmm. messenger saying to me, "How do you like me now, bitch?" And it was from Zoom. It was from Zoom. <laughs> get it? How do you like me now, bitch? I get Zoom. that. I got it. Get I it? Got it. I'm getting. I'm shrinking. Anyway, I'm shrinking. Anyway, how did it, and then are you doing it again? Did you do it? I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. We got to reschedule. We, yeah, you didn't invite me to that. I, I wasted 17,000 people's time for well, an hour. I good. burnt an hour. I literally like Eight killed thousand. two people. Yeah. That's like two good. lifetimes. All right. Well, that's good. All right. Well, there's Scott's tale of woe. There's Scott's tale of woe. And good predictions. AWS. And by the way, I nailed we, it last year. Did you? I'm sorry. Go ahead. All right. I we'll nailed talk. my predictions last okay, year. I nailed right, them. Good. All right. 
I love, forget those flying, why do you get so upset by those flying monkeys? They do like to go after you. They, they start to, one started to go after me, but I shut, uh, because of you, and I shut them down real fast. Oh, wait, you're blaming it on me now. Now when you get attacked, that's They're like, how can you affiliate yourself with that man? And I said, very nicely. Fuck you, essentially. He's got a handsome voice. I'm just telling you, I'm getting a lot of that. Late. For some reason, all the uh, internet dudes, some of the internet dudes are getting mad at me. I got like whack. I got Palmer Lucky mad at me over, says I'm a bully. No, it's only because I can do math and I refer to their portfolios as septic tanks because okay. while they force their feces from their unicorns on tourists to the bullshit zoo, they get angry and see it as a crime against humanity when you get in the way of their their ability to maintain their consensual hallucination with the markets. That's just me, though. They are on the warpath. I also got the former uh, editor of the Wall Street Journal. Who was Palmer Lucky? I I think those are the cigarettes my mom smoked (laughs) in the 70s. He created Oculus. He's a very good entrepreneur. Palmer, you're an excellent entrepreneur. Otherwise, please, let's stop Palmer Lucky. Palmer Lucky. That's like a drink you ordered at the Polo Lounge in the 70s. In any case, I'm not even going to beef with him Hello, anymore. Hello, ladies. I, I drive a 240Z and my name is Palmer Lucky. I will only talk about the Oculus and how I don't think it's going to be worldwide because it's too big of a device. He invented the Oculus? He sold it to Facebook. Was that acquired by acquired, Facebook? Acquired, yes. Did he it do was it? acquired, uh, yeah. Really? Very, good very, for him. very good entrepreneur. Uh, oh, my God. Otherwise, we don't get good on. Good for him. Um, I don't know him very well. I've interviewed him once or twice. And he's giving you shit about me? I should not care. Why do I care? No, 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 no. He's giving me shit about me. Apparently, I retweeted a Ryan. I don't even understand, but I'm, apparently I'm a bully. I'm a bully to wealthy and men of means. Um, well, but that's fine. you're... you're- uh, I don't know. Your lesbian privilege, you punch down. I just. It's, I'm sorry it's... I hurt you, Palmer. That's all I have to say. Anyway, time for our first big story. Tim Cook apparently made a secret deal with the Chinese government to the tune of $275 billion, according to the information. In exchange for lighter regulation from the Chinese government, Apple agreed to invest heavily in China, which it has been over the many years. It's put money into data centers, wind farms, and directly invested in companies like Didi. Still, Apple is played by China's rules. At government request, Apple's pulled apps from its store and altered the way that, that disputed territories appear in the Apple Maps. Anyone who operates in China that's an American company does this, uh, let me be clear. It was interesting the way it was phrased, this deal. I think he probably went over there and negotiated as as if he was his own country, right? Um, and obviously, the, the heat on China is growing and growing. So Apple's going to be put into the spotlight uh, rather significantly on this issue. Uh, I'm not surprised by this. I guess I was like, well, of course they do things to to bend to the Chinese government. Um, but what do you, what do you what do you think? Maybe you have a different take. No, I mean I have a bias towards Tim Cook and Apple, but. Um I think that the I think the 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 greatest force or the greatest uh, um, buffer against mm-hmm. what could have been a really terrible conflict is is NATO. I think having um, an umbrella of security okay. across Europe where the major conflicts all seem to break out, mm-hmm. having um, a multilateral force with a shit ton of tanks keeping the peace has been a fantastic deterrent. I think. And this is going to sound geopolitically a little uh, strange, but I think the greatest deterrent to a very serious shooting war is Apple. Now, what do I mean by that? No. All right. I was wondering where you're going, Madeline Albright, but go ahead. Palmer Lucky. Palmer Lucky. (laughs) I'll leave Um, him alone. Don't bully him. uh, I like that name. I like that name. Mm. Um, Anyways, countries that trade together are Mm. much less likely to go to war. And I feel like China and the U.S. are kind of the two superpowers now. And the thing that uh, helps us 
is when you understand each other and you make money from each other and you have a mutually vested interest and mutually vested destruction, you're more likely to try and figure out a way to work out uh, problems around Taiwan. And mm -hmm. the most valuable company in the world, if all of a sudden every Chinese youth that has iOS, if their phone got turned off, they would be angry and think the CCP is bad and maybe we need a second party, which is Latin for revolution in China. So I think the immense amount of trade we do with one another is probably the safest thing in the world. All right. All right. Well, that's one. That's the argument. That's the, been the long argument that if we're in there, we're going to change them. I do not believe that's the case. No, I, I'm not saying we're going to change them, Kara. I'm saying they're going to think twice before they really get aggressive, as are we. I mean, the bottom line, we could have 500 million people flow into our borders and we couldn't make all the shit we need. So we need China. Apple... Apple is one of the probably, I imagine, the biggest employers in China. Uh, I would guess. China. They, they have definitely gone over. Obviously, Google pulled out over lots of reasons. Other companies yeah. did. Um, some people did it, talked about forced labor. That said, a lot of these people just couldn't operate in China. It's a very complex place to operate. Facebook's not there. Um, this is just in tech. But, not, you know, News Corp's been in there. There's all kinds of, you know, Disney, they, they pulled some criticism. Mm -hmm. um, there was a whole controversy over one of its stars saying something against China and then having to pull it. I think it was, I forget who it was. Anyway, it happens a lot. John Cena said that Taiwan yeah. wasn't a country. He apologized, yeah. No, he apologized for saying Taiwan was a country. Yes, exactly. But it, that's it's mm -hmm. one of dozens of times this has happened. So lots of media companies have already been through the ringer here. And so, you know, it's not a surprise that Apple is. I think what the issue is, is that the, the more and more pressure is going to be put on on all U.S. companies around China. There, there's a co- there's coalescing around aggression towards China, whether it's Marco Rubio or Joe Biden or Donald Trump or whoever. This is this is a trend um, of painting them as our big rival. Um, and I think it's I think it's going to be a dicey time for for Apple in terms of how to negotiate and operate because it's so important to its business to be operating in China and making things in China. So, yeah, I just don't know. They're, they're, the bottom line is they are so pregnant with China. I mean, yeah. the, the most robust supply chain in the world is run by the most valuable company in the world, uh, which has more employees in China than it does in its 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 home its home sovereign. So, uh, I think they're very dependent upon us. I think we're very dependent upon them, and I think that's a good thing. I think that I think that just creates cooler heads. I think that everyone mm -hmm. has motivation to try and figure this shit out. It also gives us teeth to do stuff if and when they continue to perform what I'll call you know, genocide light or putting putting ethnic groups in, in re-education camps or what you want to call them. Because I was even thinking about Biden's call where he talked to Russia and said, we're going to clamp down. And you're like, Jesus Christ, we still have sanctions we could that haven't been issued against them. So building up economic involvement gives you the ability to untangle them and hurt that other nation. Um, they could hurt us just as badly at this point, which we're mm -hmm. not used to. I mean, I'll just give you an example. I think Chinese, uh, as Americans, mm -hmm. I, I think it's it's good that we're putting pressure on them for human rights. I think we should continue to do that. The disappearance of a tennis player is really disturbing. At the same time, it, you can put yourself in their shoes and go, what moral authority do you have? You just, you had a president who just overran the fucking capital. Who are you to lecture us? Well, yeah, that, that's the other part of that foreign equation. But here's the deal. This is going to be a very difficult time for 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 them, I mean, lots of Microsoft's there, Boeing is there. There's all kinds of 
things around this. It's just, it's going to get worse. And and Apple is now the target. The reaction has not been good um, to the to this deal. It should be no surprise that there was this deal, but it's going to attract all kinds of issues. And you know, the New York Times actually had a big story about, it was called Inside Apple's Compromises in China, Times Investigation. Um, so it's just, it's now going to, it's now going to attract all kinds of attention. It just is. So- that's just the way it's going to be. But I mean, we, Boeing and Apple—they we, we, raise the issue so they get all of the attention. Mm-hmm. But if all of a sudden Chinese manufacturing—we couldn't have this podcast right now. Forty yes. percent of the furniture in your room would disappear. That mm-hmm. half of our clothing would go. I mean, people really don't have a sense. And, and something like ninety-two percent of toys are manufactured in China. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a good thing. I think comparative advantage is a good right, thing. All right, and we'll the, see how it goes. I don't think it's a good yeah. thing for Apple right now. I think there's going to be increased yeah, that's, pressure that's fair. going forward. What, all right. What are they, I'm, I'm, I apologize because I don't know the story and you know the company better than I do. Yeah. What exactly are they accusing them of? Not accusing them, that they just, they just you know, they were doing, they were they would they would put money into this, help the country grow, right. and that they would, um, right. you know, do things like pulling apps. This is, lots of people do these things. This is, right. uh, lots of companies do this when they're in these countries. And so um, altered the way disputed territories appears in Apple Maps there, stuff like that, the stuff you'd expect, you know, the stuff you'd expect. And one of the reasons mm-hmm. Google left was because of this stuff and Apple is not leaving. That's This is what you do if you live, if you operate in China and they were mm-hmm. willing to do that. So um, I would say it's no surprise and yet I think it's going to bring enormous pressure on this company, no matter what. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, let's go on a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about a big lawsuit in the world of digital advertising, Scott's area of expertise, and take a listener mail question. Fox Creative. This is advertiser content from Atlassian. One of our customers who produces pizza at a very large scale all across the world, believe it or not, they use AI to review the quality of the pizzas that are created. That goes through a workflow that scans the images of the pizzas and makes sure they visually look like what they should. So it's pretty cool. That's Sharif Mansour, Atlassian's head of AI. Sharif thinks there's a lot for companies to be excited about on the AI-generated horizon, spanning everything from making pizza to producing podcasts like the one you're listening to now. There'll be far more jobs created on the other side of this revolution. Instead of a world of less, Sharif envisions an AI-powered world of more. In everyone's day job, they're moving from doing the thing to often being an architect of the thing. It unleashes the potential of every human. And I think we can go from a world where few people have access to a high level of intelligence to a lot more people having access to this information. AI is really giving everyone on the planet more resources to do great things. And I'm very optimistic about that opportunity that lies ahead. Transform teamwork with the power of AI-human collaboration. Start using Atlassian intelligence for your Atlassian products like Jira and Confluence now. Learn more at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Support for Pivot comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software, including Jira, Confluence, and Trello, help power the collaboration for teams to accomplish what would otherwise be impossible alone. Because individually we're great, but together we're so much better. That's why millions of teams around the world, including 75% of the Fortune 500, trust Atlassian software for everything from space exploration and green energy to delivering pizzas and podcasts. 
Whether you're a team of two, 200, or two million, or whether your team is around the corner or on another continent altogether, Atlassian Software is built to help keep you all on the same page from start to finish. That way, every one of your teams, from engineering and IT to marketing, HR, and legal, can stay connected and moving together as one towards shared, company-wide goals. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Scott, we're back with our second big story. Newspapers around the country have been quietly filing antitrust lawsuits against Google and Facebook, arguing big tech is monopolizing digital ad revenue. This is, again, not a new thing. It's been going on for a while. You you and I both know people uh, at these organizations that have talked about this for a while. It's happened in Europe. Lawsuits from more than 200 newspapers were consolidated in the Southern District of New York over the summer. A lawyer for the publisher said the goal is to, quote, recover past damages to newspapers and to, quote, establish a new system going forward in which newspapers aren't just competitive against but can thrive. You know, again, happened in Australia, happened all over the place, these deals with these companies. In Australia, Google and Facebook are paying new news publishers by law. That might happen here. It's work, being worked on in Canada. So what do you think of all this? What do you think about this? Look, it, and I'm, I'm, I'm not, I, you know, like most of the things I say, I'm, I'm reflecting myself in a very good light, a taller light. But my in my first meeting on the board of the New York Times, I'm like, we should turn off Google. Yeah. Uh, you, our infatuation with being part of the cool club and hanging out with the popular kids has resulted in us debasing our gorgeous content. They slice it up. They sell it for 10 cents and give us a quarter of a cent. And we act that we're excited because we're embracing the future. And they, they basically came in and... <laughs> And turned uh, a lot of content into a sewer, and debased our amazing content. And mm-hmm. I, I, it just—I found it very frustrating. I, I think Facebook and Google did nothing much more complex than pull up a dump truck to the vault of every newspaper company and take money out. Now, that's not to say they weren't being unbundled on their own. It's not to say they did—they they didn't need to innovate. And Which they didn't. I get it. Um, the New York Times did. Yeah. Um, the New York Times is. I. I mean, you work for them. I think. Uh, I think we. They've actually been very innovative. Yes, but it's still not enough. They're tiny. They're like a little, a little dinghy in the with ocean liners. But what? We went acquired about.com because we wanted to accessorize our analog outfit with digital earrings, and we paid four hundred million for I it. Remember, it was growing. It was worth a billion, and then overnight, we got an, a message from the CTO saying, or. About.com's revenue is down 60% today. Traffic is down 60% because Google did an update. Mm -hmm. Google just said, you know what? Rather than letting you monetize that, we're just going to take all that revenue. And if you want to talk about rents and duopoly and monopoly, and this is overdue, this lawsuit, um, look what has happened with Amazon. In 2014, if you were a retailer in the third-party marketplace, between placement fees, between paying for fulfillment between them twisting your arm and forcing mm-hmm. you to spend money on Amazon media groups, which you could right. come up and higher rankings in what is the second largest search engine, which is Amazon. You had to pay, you had to pay Amazon an average in 2014 of 19% of your sales. So if you sold mm-hmm. $100 worth of goods as a retailer on the third-party platform, you gave up approximately uh, 19 cents. Now, mm-hmm. it's 34 cents. 
The rents these companies are able to extract from right. corporate America has gone up every year. And when 60 cents on the dollar go to just two players in the medium that everybody has to play in, mm -hmm. it doesn't mean it's a, it's, a, it's a capitalist point of differentiation. It's a tax. Right. And it, no one company has been able to develop strategic advantage using this medium, similar to way, what Nike's done with TV or William Sonoma's done with catalogs. We all have to use it. And when everyone has to use something and can't establish advantage from it, it's a tax. It's not a service. So the monopoly and duopoly power here has just run unfettered. But and I'm happy to see them do it. I'm happy to see them file these suits. May I ask, all right, but what can be done? How can you sort of roll back the, you know, it's like un, unmixing cream and tea. It's just done. Like, that's the thing. What Probably there'll be some payments. That, first, we gave it away. Then we took some payments. And then, you know, we've always sort of been lining up to whatever, you know, gruel they hand us. But what can be actually done? Like, to, to this is this is now a secular change that is finished, really. Well, there's there's remedies and damages if they say they used unfair pricing or cartel power. And there's there's a cartel pricing case in Texas that says that the two the mm -hmm. Google senior executives from Google and Facebook coordinated to keep prices high for advertisers, which actually the interesting thing about that case is there's criminal remedies. Mm -hmm. But if you were to uh, force Facebook to spin Instagram and WhatsApp, uh, and maybe force Amazon to spend Amazon Media Group, whatever, whatever it might be. All of a sudden, you have more competitors, and you have more, more uh, a distinct. You have more supply, which should lower the rents on mm -hmm. on the demand side. So, I mean, the bottom line is when there's one or two providers across millions of that. buyers, the one or two providers do really well. So, we just need more. We need more um, providers, if you will, or more options. I mean, I think that you run the danger of there being. Um, you know, le legislation. There's been legislation everywhere. Obviously, in Australia, it happened. There's some here in this country. It's just digital competition with newspapers, I think, is over. I think they've won this one. And the question is, what can, can happen? Since 2006, here's a figure, newspaper ad revenue has dropped 50%. Um, not a surprise. And it was already dropping because of Walmart and everybody else not um, advertising. And then there's classifieds, et cetera, et cetera. So I, I'm not so sure what's what saving them will mean, except for a few large ones like the Times or the Post, et cetera. Yeah, I don't look. I, I think newspapers. If my suggestion was that every media company, and I suggested this in two thousand and eight, mm -hmm. and that I wanted to get the Salzburgers, the Murdochs, the Hearst family, the Pearsons, basically every yep. large print media coming together and say, we need to be like the Record Labels Association. We need to bind together mm -hmm. and, and license all of our content or none of it to one or more of these search engines. Right. And this is, is back when Microsoft still they thought they had a shot. What did they say? They, you know what they said to me? They, they said they didn't. You. Well, they, they thought of like, I mean, the New York Times thought of the Wall Street Journal as their competitor. I'm yeah. like, no. Well, that's their enemy. I'm like, no, they're our adversary. Our enemy is in fucking Cupertino. Wake up, guys. Mm -hmm. We're bickering with each other. And meanwhile, yeah. the Panzer tanks are lining up at the border. Yeah. And, and what did they then, say? What did they look at you the like? And then the official word back was, we would be committing antitrust. This is how fucked up the laws were. Mm -hmm. That if the yeah, newspaper true, companies though. were, if the newspaper, well, then the laws need to be changed. Because if the San Francisco Chronicle and the Miami Herald and the New York Times bind together to try and get some better terms from mm -hmm. Google is antitrust. Yet 93% of the search market controlled by one company is not antitrust. We yeah. need different laws. Yeah. So, look, I, it, 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 these companies, uh, all, all media companies in my mind, outside of Google and Facebook, need to do a better job of pushing back with one yeah. voice because the key to winning a war is to atomize your competition. Mm -hmm. I even remember us 
prostrating ourselves to Steve Jobs. Like, oh, we yep. wanted to be in the app store and give them huge revenue yep. and give them so huge commissions. So did the journal. Because, I was in meetings like that. He loved it. He knew. Because the CEO of the company loved having drinks with Steve Jobs. Yep. I mean, it's just, it, 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 we're so, like, fascinated hanging out with the cool kids that we entered into ridiculously bad You know, um, what Jobs did in one meeting with the journal, he literally insulted them all, said, like, you suck at tech. You're never going to beat us. This and that. It was so funny to watch. Like, it, you know, and they sort of sat there and took it. And I was just like, okay, guys, this is who he is. You know, it was, in, it was, it, you know, and they tried everything. You know, Murdoch tried a whole bunch of things. You know, they did the da- the daily, it was called, that daily app. Um, then before that, they had something else. I can't even remember all, I should be remembering all their names. But they, everybody tried a lot of things for sure. It, the question is, did any of it really matter? It seems like most of it really didn't, like on some level. They couldn't keep up. And, and Jobs was right. Technically, from a technological perspective, they were toast, is essentially what he told every, all the media companies that I saw him speak to. Anyhow, uh, let's pivot to a listener question. Uh, let's go. You've got, you've got, I can't believe I'm going to be a mailman. You, you, you've got mail. Hey, Karen, Scott. It's Corey from New York. Um, I had a question about the better mortgage layoff. Um, Scott, you always mentioned that you can't control the layoffs, but you can protect the people that are being laid off. Uh, Given that this layoff was three weeks prior to Christmas um, and one of the hardest seasons to be hired in, uh, and that they are only getting four weeks of severance, I'd love to hear your thoughts on the situation. Thanks, guys. Love the show. Bye. Okay, this is a really, I haven't really followed this until just recently. The chief executive of Better.com, Vishal uh, Garg, laid off 900 employees over Zoom on a networking site blind. He, he accused the terminated employees of stealing from the company by underworking, saying, you guys know that at least 250 of the people terminated were working an average of two hours a day while clocking in eight hours plus a day in the payroll system. They were stealing from you and stealing from our customers who pay the bills, that pay our bills, get educated. He later apologized for failing to show the appropriate amount of respect and appreciation. So... Uh, any lessons here? Not good. Not good. This didn't make him look good. Um, even if he might have been right, possibly. I have no idea. I have no information on this. But what do you think? Well, so I'm. Um, uh, I wasn't expecting this question. Just disclosure. You know, I'm an investor in Better. Yeah. So, um, so, so take that for what it's worth. How do you assess your investor, your CEO's behavior? Oh, um, this is an easy one. He fucked up. The, the, uh, the c- compare and contrast this with how Chesky mm-hmm. laid off yes. employees. Yeah. And by the way, companies that are growing lay off people all the time. And yeah. that's oftentimes it's the right thing to do. Google, in the midst of its power alley, laid off like a thousand people they because they wanted, they felt they were getting fat. Um, and back to his original notion, what he was referring to is I believe that, uh, you know, we talk a lot about this in mm-hmm. management and board meetings. You know, it's always a difficult decision to lay off people, and I feel like you need to be fairly shareholder-driven or Darwinian about the decision. Yes, you but do. Once are. The you decision always say that. Is, but yeah. once the decision is made, you you become very generous, and that is uh, big severance packages. You try and do it in a way that is dignified, because people should be disappointed, but they shouldn't be scared. Mm-hmm. They shouldn't be like, "Oh fuck, how am I going to pay my mortgage?" Especially if you're mm-hmm. a company that is doing well and has cash. Um, I don't know the specifics. I think the severance is going to be more than that. If it's just four weeks before the holidays, that too is a fuck up on top of a fuck up. Mm -hmm. The strange thing is as soon as I heard the story, I went on uh, Google and I I love tracking the number of news hits. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And this is what's really sad about this. And this isn't a comment about better, but a comment about our society. Mm-hmm. You know what's going to happen to their business in the next 30 days? Mm, what? It's going to go up. Mm. Because it, this, we live in a society now where awareness is kind of the key attribute because people are like, oh, they've heard of a company called Better. Oh, I'm thinking about an online mortgage. Can I get a lower interest rate? And now they've heard of this company. Um, I think it's I, – I, I'm not excusing it in any way, but I think part of the innovator's dilemma here, what's dangerous about our society, is it's more important to be in the news than it is what you're in the news for when yeah. you're a tech company. Just You're just part of the narrative. But – there's just no getting around. I just no getting around it. I know Vishal. I like him. Brilliant product guy. It's an amazing company. It's mm-hmm. despacking with SoftBank. It's an. It's just an incredible company. He's done an amazing job. God, did he fuck up? I mean, yeah. You just th- that was so tone deaf. And around the holidays, uh, the company has the money. I don't think it's going to be four week severance. I'm almost entirely positive it's going to be much more mm-hmm. than that. But compare and contrast it with what Brian Chesky did around his layoffs. He did. So, and and they were, people were unhappy anyway. You know, I got a lot of pushback when I complimented sure. it. They were like, he didn't do this. I was like, boy, is a lot, no one's going to be happy with everything. Yeah, I don't. I mean, what are your thoughts on this? I don't. I, I think it's a speed bump. I don't really think it's going to affect the company long term. That doesn't excuse it. Uh, but there's a lot of lessons here around laying. I remember when. My first company, um, it's, we've gone 10 seconds without talking about Scott, so let's fix that. But my first company, Profit, we mm-hmm. uh, brand strategy firm, brought in a CEO, raised some money, and immediately went from 60 to 120 people. Hired, mm-hmm. you know, huge, massive hiring. Mm-hmm. Business softens. Uh, I think it was the 2000 and uh, like the, I forget which recession it was. And I had to call 40 people into a room and say everybody in this room is being laid off. Yeah. And it's just, and these are these are kids who just got out of business school, who had a lot of opportunity, a lot of options, bought into our vision, moved to moved to San Francisco, mm-hmm. and twelve weeks later, some some guy who lives in you know Noe Valley is telling, "Sorry, because I'm an idiot and I approved this plan. Yeah, I've got to let you go." And and here's, I think all you can do is there's no, it's like there's no easy way to kill someone. We've taken cameras out of yeah. war zones because we realize when we get a number back that we've killed half a million Iraqis, we like to think that they just floated away into yep. Iraqi heaven. And yep. we don't. It's, it's war is fucking gruesome. And the reason, one of the reasons, and it was a worthwhile reason, and I think we should have cameras and ICUs and on every battlefield, is that there's just no elegant way to kill someone. And quite frankly, there's no really elegant, humane way to fire someone. Yeah, I've no, had, I, 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 you know one of the reasons I'm right. not CEO of my ed tech Why? company right now? Because you don't I'm want. done firing people. Yep, I I, I've done only a few it. and I didn't like any I of them. One of, oh the best, one of the best explanations of firing, I would point everyone to one of my favorite movies, Broadcast News, where they're, they're firing people in the in the in the in the the station. Well, you could die when he says, "Is there anything I could yeah, do well, for you?" Yeah, well, you could die. Well, you could die. Uh, uh, and it was a great line. Great, Albert Brooks. Come on. Yeah, what a great movie. Come on, he, Holly Albert Hunter. Bro- such I love Albert. William Brooks. Hurt. Tall drink of lemonade. It's my favorite movie. I actually own the movie. I physically still. I can own totally the movie. see you. Loving yeah, Holly Hunter. Movie. Yeah, yeah. In yeah. any case, there's a line where he goes. Um, Jack Jack Nicholson is the is the anchor for the whole broadcast, and he comes in only for a minute. He only has a few short uh, scenes, and he goes all this because they couldn't program Tuesday night. And it's just like. You know, you fucked up. Best line of the movie. Best line yeah. of the movie. William Which Hurt one? says to Albert Brooks, he says, what happens when your reality exceeds your dreams? Yeah. And you know what Albert Keep Brooks says? Keep it to yourself. 
Keep it to yourself. <laughs> oh, that's that movie good. is full of great lines. That's James, good. James it's a great Brooks, film. fantastic. He loves the newsroom. James L. Brooks loves the newsroom. I loves it. It's such a good movie. Great, so it's really, film. I'll tell you, influenced me a great deal. Anyway, he, he fucked up. But let's just say he fucked up. And he, here's an investor telling you that he fucked up. I also think he fucked up. All right, Scott, one more quick break. We'll be back for predictions. Maybe you can give me one of your fancy predictions that you couldn't get out mm. to the people. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Support for Pivot comes from Hidden Layer. It seems like everywhere you look, industries are turning to generative AI. We talk about it a lot on this show. Businesses can generate more ideas, answers, connections, solutions, and momentum. But at the same time, security teams are forced to slow down that progress so they can make sure AI adoption is safe and responsible. Hidden Layer's AI detection and response platform secures generative AI and large language models from malicious attacks, leaking of confidential information, and intellectual property theft. Hidden Layer helps you generate more by enabling seamless, secure generative AI. Here's how it works. AI detection and response protects businesses from potential attacks by monitoring and analyzing the inputs and outputs of their generative AI applications, blocking harmful transactions and alerting security teams in real time, allowing organizations to accelerate their AI adoption with speed. Customers in finance, technology, healthcare, and even the U.S. Department of Defense trust Hidden Layer to protect their AI today. Plus, Hidden Layer was named Most Innovative Startup at RSA, the most significant cybersecurity conference in the nation. With Hidden Layer, go from pause to possibilities. Generate more with Hidden Layer. Visit hiddenlayer.com slash pivot to learn more about Hidden Layer's AI detection and response solution. Okay, Scott, give us this week's predictions. You must have, you have a, like a, a, a boatload since you didn't get them out to the people in your, in your AWS ruined situation that you were working on. So I have a bevy of them, but I'm going to... You have I'm a bevy? A, I'm going to be a coy little minx here. Okay, and give me you one of your bevy. Just peel peel off a grape, please. Go no, ahead. what I'm going to do, what, what I'm going to do, and this is almost as much fun, is I'm what? going to review verbatim my predictions from uh, oh. uh, December 2020. Is this 20, where you pat uh, ourselves on the back part of the show? Okay, Well, go I got some wrong, too. All right, okay. So I mean, we'll go through them. Uh, I predicted mm-hmm. when Bitcoin was at $22,000 that it would yep. hit 50000 and so okay. I got that right. Right. I put that we might work. I was especially fond of the 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 um, language there that they I would get that. public. I think yeah. I got that right. Okay. I put, and this was when Airbnb was a private company. Mm-hmm. I put Airbnb was going to hit two hundred dollars a share. They priced it sixty eight. I said it's going to hit two hundred dollars a share. I got that right. Mm-hmm. I said CNN was going to go behind a paywall. I got that right. Sort of. I said restoration hardware would hit $1,000 and Sonos would reach $40 because I thought there'd be such a massive dispersion of uh, value and assets that would they would decentralize from offices to homes. I got that half right. So Sonos hit 40 bucks. Resto never hit 1000 although it's up about mm-hmm. 40% for the year. Okay. I, I said, and you've heard this over and over, I predicted that Apple would acquire Peloton. I got that wrong. Yeah. Um, but I someday, Robo- this is going to be like your Jack Dorsey thing. We'll see. Okay. We'll see. Broken clock, right? Broken clock. Um, I predicted Roblox stock would double from its offer price within six months. I was wrong. It's gone up about fivefold. 
Um, and this one, you've, I think you've heard this before. Twitter hit $60 and Dorsey is ass, ousted. Hello, champagne and cocaine. <laughs> oh, though, though there was some reports Hello. that he wasn't ousted. Whatever. Hello. He's gone. Yep. And, okay. uh... Oh, and I my my I always get political and angry. I my prediction was Robin Hood is the new is the new menace, and mm. you can decide if that's right or wrong. Anyways, last year was one of my better years for predictions. We'll see. We'll see. Very good. Okay, give me one. Give me a, peel off a little grape here. By the way, Airbnb stock is now at one hundred and eighty two twenty six, but it did hit two oh six in November. Well, and I made the prediction was at sixty eight. Give a little love to the dog. February. Rub his belly. You did. You did. Rub his belly. You did. Rub your belly. Okay. Rub his belly. Right. Yeah. It was By the way, there. we just we just spay Leia, and she has this big incision along right. her torso. So we have to wrap her in towels. She loves to go to the beach, obviously, as does yeah. every dog. And she mm-hmm. literally sits. She cries when we don't get her out. Um, and so we wrapped her in dish towels <laughs> and diapers to create like a makeshift Spanx bodysuit. Oh, it, it's a great conversation starter. It's okay. a great conversation <laughs> That's, starter. Is that your prediction? Get us a prediction. Uh, uh, great Dane and Spanx. Now, my prediction is the following, and it could get us canceled off a of pivot. But, oh, no. Okay. This is, and this is just human nature. I don't know mm-hmm. anything. I don't think it's any accident that Brett Taylor was made co-CEO of oh. Salesforce mm-hmm. and chairman of Twitter at the same time. Okay. I'm pretty sure, first off, this notion that that, oh, it was Jack's idea. They, Elliot came in, I'm pretty sure, and said, okay, this is fucking ridiculous. You're out of mm-hmm. here. We'll make it dignified, but you're leaving. All right. And I'm pretty sure, I think this guy, Brett, is mm-hmm. a really talented manager. He is I'm pretty sure Twitter, this is just pure conjecture. I have absolutely no idea what happened here, but I, I, this is my conjecture because I think I understand humans and the way these mm-hmm. things play out. I would bet the Twitter board said, Brett, would you consider, consider being CEO? Mm-hmm. And then Brett went that back to Mark and said, hey, Mark, by the way, Twitter wants me to be CEO. And he's like, hello, Mr. Co-CEO of Salesforce, and mm-hmm. you can be chairman. But the prediction is simple. The prediction is simple. Salesforce is going to acquire Twitter. Right. We know Mark Benioff wants it. We has know that wanted it, it in the past. Has wanted it. And here's the thing. This is why things are different this time, Kara. Mm-hmm. When okay. they wanted it in 2016, and supposedly his board threw up on it, uh, Salesforce had about a 70 or $80 billion market cap, and Twitter was at 25, meaning mm-hmm. that it would be like a yeah. 25 or 30% dilution, dilution yeah. kind of a bent the ranch. Yeah. Now, Salesforce, because of outstanding execution, has mm-hmm. a $275 billion mm-hmm. market cap, and Twitter has a $38 billion market cap, meaning this is no longer a bet the ranch acquisition, right. meaning that Twitter by virtue of a percentage of dilution, is now 50 to 70% less expensive in I terms of the I thought you were predicting that Jack Dorsey take. was going to buy it from Square because he's at a similar... That might happen. It'll be, uh, it'll be... My prediction is Salesforce or a fintech company is going to acquire all right. Twitter okay. by the end of 2022. Right. And but of course, I'm now you said increasingly... this at a dinner with Mark, didn't you, and, and caused the room to Yeah, with Mark. Talking. And everyone just went quiet. <laughs> Lovely dinner. Yo-Yo Ma then played. I thought it was like prom in 1998. <laughs> okay. All right. So glad that you're doing this. I, I should have gone to that dinner. We'll see where it goes. I think it's it's interesting to lay it out. You, uh, uh, this is not this is Scott's predictions, people. So don't give don't like bend my ear of whether he's right or wrong. This is his analysis. It's called yeah, analysis. lucky Pom- Palmer, lucky. Go get lucky on your Palmer somewhere. He else. He did not insult you. Let me be fair. He did not did insult he? you. He insulted well, I like just him. me. You should be there nicer are others. to him. Then. Okay, I'm going to try. I'm going you to try. Be nicer to him. Then. I, I don't even know him. I don't. Let's. I'm just gonna. We're just gonna remove each other from our consideration. Anyway, you're so uh, not used to getting attacked. I'm you not. are so. You no, have I just gone. Think it's bullshit. It's just no. No. You've gone no. from. I'm used to it. A, a group I'm used that took to it. Too much shit. You are now a protected class. Just no. I am used. To oh, it is attacked. open Trust season me. on the 50-something white Listen, I have guys. my mother. I'm used to being attacked. I'm very good at being attacked. Lucky. 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 <laughs> 
Lucky. I, uh, I was made. I am made for being attacked. Anyway, uh, yes, she's coming down for Christmas. That should be, that's a, that'll be an interesting time. Coming down for the holidays? Oh, yeah. It's, it's be beginning great. to look a lot like lucky. Yeah, it is indeed. Anyway, uh, we we will see your prediction. I think it's really interesting. I think I like these creative analysis of these things. And I look forward to when your prediction show is. And then we will do it. And thank you for going over your predictions. Those were very interesting. Anyway, uh, let us read us out. And we will be back on Tuesday for, for Tuesday for more. Yes, absolutely. Oh, that's right. We're coming back, right? Uh, what, yeah. what is our holiday schedule? Do we need to give the viewers? Uh, let uh, me look. Uh, we are we are next Tuesday. I think there's some episodes coming up of, of year-end things that we've already taped. And then we'll be back live again on uh, the 6th of uh, – we'll tape on the 6th of January for the 7th. So, uh, so mm-hmm. we'll have a little time off. But we have taped some very lively and saucy shows for you uh, for year-end. Saucy. saucy. You know what I'm doing on Wednesday? You know what, what? I'm doing on Wednesday? What? I'm taking my boys to the Chelsea Everton match in uh, uh-huh. London to see Belgian striker Romelu Lukaku. Oh my God! Where are you going? Life to is London. Good. You're going to London. I'm going to London. Yeah. When? London. Over the weekend. And then I'm going to Thailand. Oh, they didn't tell you. Oh, oh wait. No. I sh- should I give our producers a heads up? <laughs> okay. Bring in That's Katie right. Couric. So you're not flying in for my birthday? Yeah. It's your birthday. Well, then I'm not going. Yeah, you're not bringing in the jet, scrambling the jets mm. for Kara Swisher. That's right. I'm going to see West Side Story by myself. That is my gift to myself. By the way, you're it got going great to reviews. See West Side Story. It got by um, Steven Spielberg did it. Uh, um, it it's been written uh, Kushner, uh, who did Angels of America. Um, mm-hmm. And I am so looking forward to it. I'm going by myself. My son is going to cook me dinner. Amanda's going to make dessert, my favorite dinner, which is he makes fresh clam sauce and fresh pasta. And then I'm going to the right. movies by myself to see my favorite musical of all time. And it got stellar reviews, stellar reviews. That's be great. You're going to London. I'm going to West Side Story. In any case, I will be doing the dinners from now on, Mark Benioff. I apologize. I'm so sorry, but that's that. That's, it is what it is, as they say. It is what it is. Who produced today's show, you may ask? Lara Neyman, Evan Angle, and Taylor Griffin. Thanks also to Drew Burrows and Neil Silverio. Ernie Entertot engineered this episode. Make sure you subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, or if you're an Android user, check us out on Spotify, or frankly, wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening to Pivot from Vox Media. We'll be back next Tuesday for another breakdown of all things tech and business. Romelu Lukaku. Support for the show comes from Atlassian. Whether you're exploring space, making pizza, or producing a podcast like this one here, chances are your team is marching into the AI-generated horizon. Atlassian Intelligence is unleashing a new era of teamwork. You can use Atlassian's AI-powered products for everything from brainstorming ideas to finding information to summarizing huge documents, all by using normal, everyday language. Atlassian AI-powered software like Jira and Confluence help teams accomplish what would otherwise be impossible alone. Because individually we're great, but together we're so much better. Learn how you can transform teamwork with the power of AI at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian.